Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun, for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blue Moon. You saw me standing. Welcome to the Man City Show. It's Nigel Rothman back in the chair. No City game this weekend to talk about. And I'm certainly not planning to talk about the England game. But plenty of other City stuff to talk about. And I've got three guests... All elderly, grey-haired, one long in the tooth, one past his sell-by date, and the other one so old, he's got an autographed Bible. Welcome to Stuart Brodkin. Hello. Stato Paul Denby. I don't know which one of those three I am, but good evening. <laughs> all three. I think we're all insulted, aren't we? <laughs> and the, fir- the third one you can hear there is John Stapleton. Welcome, all three. Um, listen, let's, let's start, if we can. We've had lots of questions this week about Phil Foden. And particularly why he's not being given a chance and why Pep is not playing him more. So, so let's just start with that then. Stuart, your, your, your thoughts on um, that? Well, I mean, he's got a lot of years ahead of him, as, as we all know. Um, I, don't, I don't think Pep wants to rush him into the team at this particular stage. He might, he might play, you know, League Cup, Carabao Cup, FA Cup, uh, if we're taking those two competitions seriously. The problem I have with him, with the fact he isn't playing, is that he doesn't really get more than about four or five minutes. And that's uh, the point. Oh, we, we might lose him. He might, he no, might think... Uh, I, he will never go. He's a Man City player, Man City fan, born and bred. He will not leave. He, he, he may have well have come to some arrangement with Pep, or Pep may have told him, look, you know, this year might be a year, or next, next year, or later in the season, but... It is a, bit, a little bit worrying, and a few fans are, are voicing those worries. And, and that's why I'm raising it tonight. Yeah. Stato, we, we might lose him, might we, potentially? He, yeah. he wants to play football, doesn't he? It's possible, because surely he's seeing players like Sancho and one or two others who are now playing regular football, and he isn't. And I couldn't understand, I, I can understand why he might not be picked in the first 11 to start off with, but take the match the other week. Um, we were 3-0 up, cruising and it brings on three different substitutes, and Foden is left on the bench. I do struggle with that one. I can't quite understand why he doesn't get some game time. Not just five or six minutes. At 3-0, that was about an hour of the game from memory. He could quite easily have brought him on and played half an hour of the game, but he's left him on the bench. I don't get it, and Foden will be feeling, I'm sure, a bit frustrated by it. 
for Stockport Iniesta. What's going on, John? Yeah, well, I was intrigued by this quote from Pep, actually, the other day, saying that uh, Foden showed him too much respect, which must be a first for a professional footballer, showing too much respect to a manager. Uh, he said he showed him too much respect. I think he was implying he didn't push hard enough to, to, to get a game, etc. And uh, Foden's retort was simply that, yes, he's raring to go, he wants to play, he's desperate to play, etc. But I share uh, the view of my, my colleagues here. I mean, I, I find it staggering sometimes when we're, you know, we're easily, you know, we're in no sort of panic situation and we don't bring him on and give him, give him more than five or ten minutes. It'll be interesting this year to see what, what Pep's attitude is to the Carling Cup and, and uh, in, in particular and, and the FA Cup to some degree if indeed the injuries we've got this far and we'll talk about later uh, prove to be a bit, a bit of a problem. But yeah, he, he deserves a break. He's a brilliant footballer. He is only 19 years old. We have to remember at the point you made very, very forcibly right from the start. Uh, so bit of patience but I think there is a danger that if he doesn't get more more games this season he will start thinking about moving on having said that I think he's a very low I remember that wonderful story about uh, when Vincent Company well after we'd won the premiership Vincent Company organized a booze up in the local and and Phil Foden decided that instead he'd go fishing with his dad I mean he's obviously got Limited social horizons and maybe limited ambitions, <laughs> but uh, good on him. Well, he's, he's a dad now as well, so he's got those responsibilities, yeah. of course. Uh, but it doesn't look good when players similar ages, like Sancho and Mount, are getting England call-ups, though. That's, well, that's, sure. that, that's the other thing that he's yeah. got to be thinking about. But uh, it, if he was playing potentially, I don't know, in, a, in an Everton side, for example, yeah. if he was playing week in, week out, there, he could well be playing for Everton. He could well be playing for England as well. As well, it, well, he could. Um, but you know, he said all along he benefits enormously from being from Pep's. Ch- and you know who can argue with that? So Pe- play, Pep playing said he's the most talented player he's ever worked with. Yeah, and Do you believe that? Some, not necessarily, but it's it's a statement. You know, so it's why a big statement? Maybe to G him up a bit. Maybe to give him some more confidence. Maybe he does lack a bit of confidence. Maybe he's very slight. Pep doesn't want to burn him out. If, if he's sort of Silver's, uh, you know, to, uh, successor, then he's got 15 years ahead of him. Any final thoughts before we move on, Stato? You're going to give us some stats about how many minutes he's played in the last sort of 12 <laughs> games? So. I don't think he's played very many minutes at all. Zero. <laughs> quite honest. Uh, but, but I do think he's got to play some of these home games. So our, our next home game is Watford in a uh, week on Saturday. Yep. He's got to be involved in that game. Not necessarily from the start, but if we get into a three-goal lead, as we did in the last game, and it looks very comfortable, got to bring him on to give him some game time. Uh, let's move on to injuries, which, which I think John just touched on, on briefly. Uh, Mendy, we know, is, is on his way back again. Uh, Sane, long-term injury. Laporte, we understand, is maybe not as bad as we maybe first feared, but it's clear there's a few months on, on the treatment table. Um, the sort of impact that's going to have on the side as we go into a busy period, and we've got the uh, Carabao Cup coming up, we've obviously got the Champions League now sort of on the horizon as well. The games will start building up. We, we, if we pick up another injury, potentially there could be some serious implications. We're light at the back already. Your, your thoughts on the potential impact, Stato, of that? Well, maybe it'll give Foden a bit more opportunity to play. <laughs> coming back. But no, it's a, it's a concern that we've already got two injuries this season that are going to take the players out for four, five, six months because effectively it puts more pressure on the players that are playing week in, week out or twice a week at some point. So I do feel we're a little bit exposed. Fernandinho can drop in and play uh, centre-half sometimes but effectively Stones has already been injured and is just coming back now. I do feel we're a little bit light there and a bit open to the big teams or the better teams 
being able to exploit our, even with our resources, exploit our team's injuries. Concerned about the potential impact then, John, going yeah. through this next period of games coming up? I remember Jermaine Genus uh, on a man in match of the day uh, when Laporte was injured saying, you know, this is a major blow for City. This could be the, the issue that actually determines whether City win the, win the league or not and it could actually put the title Liverpool's way because he's that important. I think he's a tremendous defender, brilliant passer of the ball. He's been a great spot to find him. I'd never even heard of him. Uh, but find him, bring, bring him into the City squad. So that's, that's a, a serious problem. As has been said, Fernandinho can step in, but it's a lot of pressure on those guys. I mean, there's so many games, come, a game, you know, two games a week at least, a hell of a lot of pressure. And, you know, one could almost say they might regret having let Mangala go now. Uh, <laughs> I because, beg your pardon. <laughs> <laughs> Do you well, really say that? Perhaps not. I, I said that. Perhaps they might. You know. But, I mean, he was at least a centre-half. I mean, we've got this kid, Garcia, uh, who Pep rates very highly, and the other kid with a double-barrel name, whose name just escapes me, but played, played very well in the pre-season games uh, on tour. But are, are they ready for the Premier League Pro- consistently? Probably not. Taylor Harwood Bellis. That's but, the thing is who you're yes. referring to. But Stones is like a new signing, surely. I mean, he's been injured a, a bit this season. Uh, I rate Stones very highly. Uh, I think he will step up to the plate this season. But Pep doesn't seem to, does he? He doesn't well, seem I to think be he, his first choice. Does I, he? He I think, been. I'm not sure, it's never been sort of said in public. I think he's had a few problems at home, uh, mm. domestic problems, Stones, yeah. if yeah. you look at the red tops. Uh, that may have affected him in training, therefore... Pep won't pick him. So let's see how he shapes up. It's a big chance for him. It is, but it still leaves us exposed with Stones not amended. It's only two recognised first-team centre-halves who've got Premier League experience. Yes, we can go to the reserves. Yes, we can push Fernandinho back there. But if one of them gets injured as well, even if they're just out for three or four games, mm. we really will be... We've got to survive till Christmas, haven't we? And get, get somebody in the January window uh, to at least be on standby. But yeah. then who that is, God only knows. Do, do you believe that we will go to the market in January? I think well, that's, that's, what, that's, what, I've that's what I've read. That's what I've read. Whether it's you know, a valid quote from... Can can I just talk and pick up what you said, Paul, about Fernandinho in the back four? Because when we've seen him there, I mean, he's such a versatile player. I think I've said many times on this show, he's one of the, I think, one of the most underrated players in the Premier League and such an important player. Clearly now, the autumn of his career, Rodri's come in and seems to be a perfect replacement, has slipped into that role brilliantly. But I can see him stepping back into that role and doing a really good job there, rather than actually bringing those, risking the, yeah. the, the youngsters and blooding. I can see Fernandinho doing a great job there, potentially. Is, isn't, doesn't that give you some confidence? We've got it, that insurance policy, if you like. Yeah, it, it does, because Fernandinho can read a game very well. He's done that for years and years in the defensive midfield position. Um, but it's not his natural position, and it might need a bit of an adaptation to make sure that in some games he can read it properly from a centre-half's perspective. I think he can do it, because I think he can read a game well, but he's not, it's not his natural position. But Pep's pretty good. got a pretty good track record of that. Yeah. Delph at full-back, Sinchenko at full-back. Neither of them natural full-backs, but both have done a fantastic job over two seasons. They've done a very good job. I wouldn't necessarily say a fantastic job. Delph got found out two or three times, hence he's gone now. Yes, he had a great season, two seasons We only got ago. 100 points, didn't we, during that season, I think? Yeah, <laughs> we did, but he did get found out. Let's be honest about it. We could have got more than 100 points. We only, he, we only won four trophies with Sinchenko doing yeah. not such a great um, job. don't think he lost a game, did he, in the position he they played did. He won every he's single never game. on a losing side. So, no, can't be that bad. Yeah. No, I'm One not draw. suggesting he is. But they're not, it's not their natural position, and it could have been even better. Stuart? 
Walker could go into that centre back position. Another option, option, yeah. Another option, yeah. I mean, it's per- England, as you England say. rejects Carl exactly. Walker. Exactly, he doesn't play for England anymore, they play for us. Um, but, you know, perhaps good, as you say, with Delph, with Zinchenko, with other players, of fitting them into new roles that you wouldn't have considered they would be suited to, but they are, once he's sorted them out. It's interesting, when we talk about injuries, we, we seem to be focusing, John, on, on the sort of the, the back four and, yeah. and the Laporte injury. We, yeah. We've not really talked very much about Sane, no. who arguably is one of the most exciting talents who really can change a game. Uh, I'll, I'll leave Mendy for a moment because he seems to be forever injured and I'm not quite sure where he's going to fit in. Uh, so, so just talk about Sane and, and your thoughts on well, how it, much we have missed him, will miss him. You know my views on Sane. I've expressed them many times on, on this podcast. I think he's a game changer. As you say, I think he's a brilliant footballer. I don't know what his domestic difficulties are, but they've clearly had an impact on his career at Manchester City. And I, I think that it would have been a great loss to lose him. But, you know, now maybe now we'll keep him, maybe we won't. Mares, I have to say, or I've criticised in the past, uh, in the, on the last two outings, I've seen has come up trumps, basically. I, mean, I thought he played a blinder. He played a blinder in the last game uh, of the season. He played a, a blinder in his last outing for, for City in the Premier League as well. I think, yeah, so far we're okay. But, you know, we're, we're one man down. And, you know, to be when that one man is Sane, that, that is a significant loss. All right. Uh, can, can I just talk about Bayern Munich? You can talk about it, yeah, of the course. Way they've, the way they've performed over sure. Sane. I, think it's, I, I mean, if we'd have done the same about some other player in, say, the Bundesliga or La Liga or anywhere, we would have been heavily criticised. Bayern Munich, every ex-player, several current players, manager, uh, chairman, have all said, oh, he's going to come to us, we love him, he's coming. Why are they allowed to do this? He's a contracted player to Man City. Why, why do you think they're doing why, it, Stuart? Wh- why? Because to unsettle him, possibly? I don't know. And they're allowed to do it because it's Bayern Munich. <laughs> Bayern Munich, Barcelona, yeah, Real Madrid, they're allowed to do these yeah, they, things. They they're do the what big they teams. Want, yeah. and, it's, and it's totally wrong. Anyway, that's my view. All right, no, it's, it's welcome, and that's why you're here. Thank you. Uh, just talk, going back to the Laporte injury, we've, we've been asked a question on Twitter from our friend Brian Kroll, who's asking, in the Champions League, because of the Laporte injury, do you think we might see Pep reverting to a 5-3-2 formation and, and, and kind of, if you like, or calling it three at the back, whatever you want to call it, is that something he might try? I'm not sure why he would do that, because when you traditionally play three at the back or a 5-3-2, you're looking to have three centre-halves in, uh, sort of across the back, and then the two uh, full-backs are, are pushing up. So I'd suggest no. We haven't got three centre-halves. Yeah. And I, and for, uh, Unless we utilise one of the, the ones that players, we talked yeah, about. We so I guess that's what he's referring to. centre-halves. Exactly. Yeah. So whatever, whatever I hear... Pundits, people far more expert than us, suggest what Pep might be doing. You know, can guarantee he'll do exactly the opposite well, in the next game and win. So, and I'm the last person in the world to dictate, or not dictate, but suggest what kind of formation he come up with. I think I don't. I think it'll like it. Uh, let's talk about a bit of fun, uh, but actually a bit of fun, but also a serious uh, message on Wednesday night. We all know that the brilliant, the inspirational Vincent Company has his mm. testimonial at the Etihad Wednesday night. Uh, there's kind of an All Stars thing, Premier League All Stars against the eleven. Of course, the important message is the amazing work that he's done for the homeless mm. uh, in Manchester and all the money raised, of course, is going towards supporting yep. them. And that's the important message and that's what people will be focusing on. Um, some amazing names will be returning to the Etihad um, on both sides. A lot of um, the people from just outside Manchester who wore red will be returning up. Um, Thierry Henry. Um, but 
some of the focus has gone on a particular player who went to Liverpool, uh, left City for Liverpool, James Milner I'm talking about. And I guess there's kind of two schools of thought here. One is that because of the way he behaved, some of the comments he made about City, actually there's a section of City fans who say, actually, we're not going to give him that great a welcome. Um, we will continue to boo him. There are others who would argue differently about, it's actually, let's not take the focus away from Vinny, uh, let's be magnanimous and welcoming back he won premier leagues and won cups etc which side of the fence do you sit on john in that particular argument boo the hell out of him no (laughs) absolutely not uh uh, not 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 at all Uh, uh, what i remember about james miller was that james miller was a great servant to manchester city uh he played his heart out every time he got a chance to play and my recollection is that he left manchester city because he wanted first team football uh that's full stop end of story but what you don't do is say, I'm leaving this club to win trophies. Having won a did he say tro- that? He did say that. Well, he, he did say that. That was a bad call. It was, and that's a why a lot of... Front, so it's a bad, exactly. bad call di- and, diplomatically, and, City, and a bad and that's call... What, that's what City fans remember, and that's why there is a section of the fans well, who will say, yeah, but we shouldn't welcome look, him. Look, come on. I mean, w- w- haven't we all said something at some stage in our life which we l- live to regret? I certainly have. Uh, and if he did say that, he, he may well now regret it. As I say, I can only remember the positive about that guy. I think he's a great footballer, and I think, particularly on this occasion, it would be inappropriate, to put it mildly, to boo James Milner. He never gave less than 100% in a blue shirt. I I wouldn't boo him. I'm not going to boo him. Uh, If it was a Premier League or competitive fixture, there might be some fans who would boo him, and that would be expected. But this is not, is it? This is a testimonial game. I think that some fans are going to boo him on Wednesday night, and I think one of them. I I think one of them sat next to you with a microphone (laughs) in front of him. I'm not sure. I'm not sure that's true, but maybe Paul will put me right. You got a different view, Paul? Give Uh, us give us the other perspective. the, the, The other perspective on it is that he dissed City when he left, and he shouldn't diss a team. He was loyal when he played for City, but let's be honest about it. He ran down his contract, therefore he went for free, effectively. He went and then made those comments about he wants to go to win trophies with a, with a big team, i.e. Liverpool, therefore that dissed City as well. A lot of fans were unhappy at the way he left the team for no money, and then made those comments about City, I cannot understand, I can understand why a number of City supporters would boo James Miller. Would you? I, I wouldn't in a testimonial, if I was there for a testimonial. I wouldn't support him if he came, when he comes from Liverpool, I, I certainly don't look out for him as being uh, an ex-blue. Uh, and I just think he, he shouldn't have done the things he did. It's interesting that Vinny's obviously picked him, hasn't he, and sort of selected him uh, in an international break when he's got the Premier League fixtures coming up sort of the it weekend is, and so on. It's uh, an, inter- an a, interesting selection. He obviously has a good relationship exactly. uh, w- with James Miller. We don't know that. We don't know the background to it. And equally, uh, just playing devil's advocate on this right through, sure. we don't know what all the other things James Miller might have said. We only pick it up from the press, the, the, the bad parts that he did about City. He could have been a, a great guy and done some other really good stuff as well, but that's why the some City fans will certainly boo him on Wednesday night, and if it was a league game against Liverpool, will do and have done as well. Who else are you looking forward to seeing in the, in the lineup? Who are some of the other players you've looked at? Who, who, who's kind of the, I guess, Balotelli is one of the standout names, isn't he? He's going to get a good reception. Zabba, I, I suspect as well, he's going to oh, have I, I think they'll all get good, most of them will get very good receptions, even if they're only on there for 10, 15, 20 minutes, and some of them are probably 
past it so much they can only last about 10 or 15 minutes. <laughs> They're a little bit uh, long in the tooth, let's put it that way. But if they just play it, they're playing it as a friendly. They're raising money for a great cause. It'd be just great to see them, regardless of um, how good they are nowadays. And let's just reflect on Vinnie Company as well, can we, just while we're here. I mean, we kind of did it at the end of last year. I think it's a great opportunity just to reflect on... I mean, almost you run out of superlatives, don't you, Stuart? I think when you start talking about him and what he's achieved and and, and everything he means to City fans. It doesn't get much better than that, doesn't it? He's a great person, a great captain, great leader, great position... Everything about him was fantastic, and he never let us down. Uh, he made a few mistakes, like John said, everybody does. But he, he's probably the best defender ever to play for Man City. Wow, that's uh, and you've I seen so. a lot of City defenders. I can't defenders. think of anybody ahead of him. Wow, not really. That's a, a big statement, John. You, you've seen a similar amount of defenders as Stuart's seen. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't, you, I wouldn't got... argue with that. I think, and I, really? I think uh, 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 in, ad- in addition to all that, he's been a fantastic ambassador you know, off the pitch as well. I mean, he's, he's almost faultless in, in, in the way he presents himself and he presented Manchester City when he still played for, played for the club. I wish him every success. Always had a bad, bad start at Anderlecht. I wish him every success. And let's not forget, as you said right at the beginning, uh, this is a man who's this is not he's not doing this for the money. He's doing this to help the homeless. And if you've ever walked around Manchester City Centre uh, of late, particularly at night, you realise what a major issue that is. And Andy Burnham, the mayor, uh, and he are to, are to be applauded in my view for the initiative they've taken on it because it's a, it's a very very serious problem. And any help we, we can give them, we should. And I, I noticed today or the other day anyway on Twitter, you can text a donation. You don't have to go to the ground. You don't have to, you know, throw money in a can. You can text the donation, which I'm, I'm sure I would, I would certainly encourage everyone to do. Final word from you, Paul, then, in terms of uh, Vinnie Company and, and what he means to you? I can't say much more than the guys have just said. He's a great ambassador for the club, very intelligent guy, well-spoken, always positive, Singing, isn't great, he? Really? great leader. <laughs> I can't think of anything negative to say about the guy, except he scored a, a, an own goal at, uh, I'm trying to think which match it was, where he, it was at Fulham, where he sliced into his own goal, and that was ridiculous. That's the only bad thing I can say about Vincent Company, and I'm digging really deep to find that one. No, it's a br- brilliant. And he scored a reasonably good goal against Leicester City at the yeah, towards was, the end of last it, season, it, which it was, wasn't was bad. Not, not, a bad, not a bad shot. <laughs> not a bad shot. And a, and a good point to say we'll take a quick break and we'll be, we'll be back straight after this. Welcome back. Listen, let's talk about a historic moment, uh, and John, maybe, I know, I know you saw the game, uh, and that's uh, the first uh, Manchester derby between, between uh, Man City women and, and, and Stratford Red Sox. Uh, 31,213 people, a record, a world record, yeah. um, is just a fantastic, just, just a, a brilliant moment for City, for women's football. Your reflections and well, thoughts on that? first thing to say, worth noting that more people in Manchester paid to watch that game than pay then got got in for free to watch Chelsea and Tottenham uh, by by a long by a long shot as well. I watched the entire game. I thought it was highly entertaining. I thought our winning goal was an absolute snorter. I mean a cracking uh, goal. Uh, I thought in fairness, I thought Manchester United, newly promoted, were, were, were a surprise package because they, they gave us a good run for our money. And at the end of the day we're a bit unlucky not not, not to get a draw. But I thought it was a fantastic occasion. I was rather surprised to pick up the Daily Mail this morning and see a report on the match written by a woman, Claire Bloomfield, uh, and a headline, it's all a bit t- 
tame in the Battle of Manchester, suggesting that because players didn't fall over pretending they were injured when they weren't, and because they, were, they weren't sort of trying to chop each other's legs off, uh, this, was a, this was a bit, bit, bit second-rate. Uh, frankly, I, you know, I, I'm rather glad they didn't, because I thought it was entertaining football, good to watch, far more skillful than... You, know, you might imagine um, and I would think that you know, both teams came away from that thinking well this is good and I hope that it's registered in, in, in the minds of the public and more and more people watch I mean 31,000 inside the Etihad their own stadium is, is 7,000 let's hope they, they can fill it with 7,000 people uh, uh, for regular matches I looked at the ratings actually for the, for the game, TV ratings for the game. And at one stage, there was 108,000 people watching it, which, when you think of you know, Wembley Stadium, yeah. uh, I think the, the women would be pretty pleased with that. Absolutely. So it wasn't a bad rating, for, for uh, you know, not as many as the England internationals got in terms of TV ratings, but it was a pretty good start. And just talking about women's football generally, and I think City have taken the lead here, and, and it's all uh, credit to, I think, the, the vision that they have, the whole thing. It wasn't just mm. about the men's yeah. team. The, showed the, United the, the way. Uh, I showed, I think, yeah. the, the world away in many, yeah. in many ways absolutely um, with with a whole sort of setup and, and, and they've been doing it for years and yeah. built up to this um, uh, just breaking off for a moment it, it reminds me and just promoting a good friend of the show Gary James's new book of course that's yes. just come out which is kind of a, an oral history of, of yes. Man City women um, and interestingly Ian Lees who comes on this show occasionally was one of the very early coaches of the, yeah. of the women's team there's a picture of him in the new book so if you haven't seen that available in all good bookshops um, so I, what I was going on to say was the improvement in such a short space of time in in, in the skill, yeah. uh, in, in in the sort of football. A few years ago, it wasn't a great watch. Let's be honest, yeah. but I think now it's genuinely a skillful game, and, and the goal to win it, Stuart, was fantastic. Um, a, a, a twenty-five yard shot. Would, Kevin De Bruyne would have been proud of that. Car- Caroline <laughs> Weir, twenty-five yards. I thought it was a very entertaining screaming. game, like you say, John, and it, the atmosphere was great. I thought the fans yeah. sat together, although that's being reviewed apparently, <laughs> and. Um, yeah, it was good. And they play like the first team, the men's team. Yeah. You know, they pass the ball out from the back. They're very good on the ball. They're very assured. They're very confident. They started very, very slowly, I thought. And they could easily have been one down at half time or maybe more. But second half, they just played them off the park, basically. Yeah, I think the game, you've got to look at it as it's not going to be as crunching as men's football. It's a slightly different game. Very, very skillful. I've been to a couple of women's games, including the cup final when we beat West Ham 3-0. I watched um, a lot of the World Cup games in the, in the summer, the England ladies team, and I thought the skill is very, very high. Um, and you've got to look at it, as, a, as I said, but a slightly different game, but it's enjoyable. But if you look at women's tennis and men's tennis, they're two completely different yeah. games as well. Yeah. I, I look at it in the same way. Yeah. You know, the, you cannot compare those two sports. You wouldn't put the women against the men in the same in the same tennis court either. I agree totally. The, yeah. the because of the physicality exactly. is different, and Correct. therefore you've got to look at it and it, and just expect a slightly different game. And if you go in with that expectation, it's great to watch. And an Ellie Roebuck save as well. I mean, point blank save. save. I mean, that's fantastic. Crack, uh, cracking save. Um, and you know, not the, not the only outstanding performance by any means. I mean, I thought the, the Korean girl who came on for the last uh, fifteen minutes or so, very impressive indeed. Yep. Uh, and yeah, all round, all round, a very 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 solid performance. Uh, and the the coach should be should be well pleased with them. So well done, Nick Cushing. Well yep. done, Manchester City, and, and well done the women. In a, a great victory. Off to Switzerland, I think, in the in the European the Cup, and then yep. Reading away. I think is, the, is their next home game so we wish them well and I'm sure that's something we'll come back and talk about something we've not talked very much about but I think increasingly it'll be part of our sure. conversation going forward and, and so it should be um, 
just a, another quick thing before we talk about Norwich away, which is our next home game. Um, eight City players have been nominated uh, for 2019 FIFA World Eleven. I think the results are revealed on 23rd of September. 55 shortlisted, and eight of them are City players. Um, just going to read them out. Uh, one or two surprises, maybe, and you might want to comment on these. Uh, there may be one or two missing for you as well. Uh, Edison, uh, one of the goalkeepers, I suppose you could argue, is, is Cancello. Has got a mention. Uh, Laporte, Walker, KDB, Bernardo Silva, Sergio Aguero, and Raheem Sterling. Anybody want to comment on any surprise entries anybody thinks be missing who maybe should be on that list? I'm surprised by Walker, um, given his form of late. Um, but yeah, congratulations. <laughs> uh, I don't think it'll get much further than that, than the nomination. But. Uh, um, how many do you think might Cancello make the final? I've not seen enough of. I don't know. I mean, yeah. I, we paid a lot of money for him. He must be, must be good. Or I hope he is, after all he that, looks good. There's one I am surprised at. You might take issue with it, but KDB, had this been 12 months ago, no doubt about it, mm. but he's been injured a lot of the last 12 months. Uh, unfortunately, he played a relatively few games for us. Been on fire this year, though, you could argue. Yeah, but where, 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 where do they sel- how's the selection made? <laughs> To, to get you in there, is it, is it your last tw- two games, in which yeah. case KDB Could would well be in be. there? But it was based on 12 months, a bit surprising, that's sure. all. Sure, no, I understand that completely, it's, it's a good point. based on potential. <laughs> I could be in there based on potential. <laughs> no, you couldn't. 30 years ago. Yeah. Right, I said I wasn't going to talk about the England game, but I, I lied. I'm going to quickly run through something that I always remember as a, as a small boy, looking at that England side and thinking, all these players, if we could only have them at Manchester City. I think the, the tables have turned. And I'm just going to quickly go through the England team, who tur- the starting eleven who played at the weekend, and just think how many of these might just get in the England side. So, so, the City side. So what did I say? You said England. I, 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 I get in the city side. I think you know what I'm talking about. Thank you. I'm, 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 listen, I'm old. This is the old pod. This is the long in the tooth podcast. You remember that? You have to bear with me. So uh, Pickford, no Ev- chance. No, Everton, no, no Pickford, chance. No chance. A million miles. Yeah. Back four. Trippier of Atletico Madrid. No, no. reject. Keane. <laughs> so you got Keane of Everton and Maguire. No, no. no. Maguire we, we, might get in the squad. Because let's be honest, we were looking at him. I was going to say, he's got to be a yes. It's got to be a yes for the squad, but not necessarily a first team. Now, this is going to be an interesting one. Left back, okay, because you already said. uh, Danny Rose of Spurs. No. No. Well, well, Sinchenko, you've got to trump Sinchenko, hasn't he, as a left back, surely? And he gets in our side. You just said to me he's useless five minutes ago. I didn't say he was useless, I just don't rate Danny Rose. Uh, I, the one I do I'm, rate at left back is Chilwell. Okay, yeah. so if Chilwell was there, you think he? And I, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't I, put Danny Rose ahead of Zinchenko. I'm a, you know, I've said before, I'm a big fan of Zinchenko. I defend him quite a lot on this, on this program and uh, at the ground in front of people. <laughs> I think he's a great prospect. Great prospect, that lad. Chilwell, but, but you'd have Chilwell in if he'd been possibly, playing in that. Possibly, yeah. I yeah. think he's, he's a possible, isn't yeah. he, Stuart? Maybe, possibly. All right, uh, a midfield of Henderson. Of no. No, Rice no. of West Ham and no, Barkley no, of Chelsea. None no, of those no, would trump no, any of those. Not in a million years. There's a young lad. Uh, can I just say Rice might get in the squad? Do you I think he's so? a decent footballer, no. but uh, he won't yeah, get not in the yet. team. I don't think no, not yet. yet. But he... There's a guy called Sterling up front. He might just about yeah, he make, might, it. He'll make yeah. it. Yeah, squad player. And a bloke called. <laughs> Best. There's then Kane and Rashford. Well, Will either of those Kane, make the squad? I'd like Kane in the squad, but he wouldn't go ahead of Aguero. Same. Will he go ahead of Jesus? Possibly, but maybe now, but maybe not in a year or two. Hmm. So are you going Kane ahead of Jesus uh, as well? possibly sneak in. Really? Good penalty take. He spoke nicely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
We haven't got a penalty taker, really. I do like the fact a mate of mine is a Spurs fan. Who? Um, Gundogan. Yeah, Gundogan, yeah. But he doesn't get much of a chance. <laughs> I was going to say, a mate of mine was a Spurs fan, and he was having a go, sort of how many goals Kane had scored. And I went back quite quickly saying, Phil Foden, age 19, has won eight trophies. Harry Kane has won nothing. Hmm. I'm, still, I'm still waiting Correct. for a response, actually. So uh, that's my <laughs> view. we waiting a long time. We could indeed. Let's talk about Norwich. So let's get back to the Premier League. Just Come before on. we go, can yes, I please. A, a little comment? Please. Where would that England team finish in the Premier League? Uh, would, it, would it get, would it get into the Champions League? No, 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 no definitely. Well, not. I think it would finish fifth or sixth. Europa League. Europa League. I think it, City, Liverpool would clearly trump them. Tottenham probably would at the moment. They'd probably be fourth, fifth, sixth. They're, they're, they're Chelsea, Arsenal. No. Seven, eight, seven, eighth, ninth for me. John? Yeah, uh, just about. Thursday night football. Yeah. yeah, all right, just about. Okay, <laughs> good question. Let's talk about Let's get back to the Premier League. Um, looking forward to it. 5.30 kickoff. Mm. Nice, easy trip to Norwich. Okay, why do they do this? I mean, time and time again, you know, we have this conversation, don't we? Norwich, you know, is, even from London, where I, I, I confess I live, is a long haul. <laughs> I, used to, I did a chat show called The Time and Place, which regrettably was, was based in Norwich for two or three years. I used to hate that journey. It's a nightmare. For Manchester, double nightmare. 5.30 on a Saturday night. Who are they kidding, you know? TV. It's all of for TV. It it's all about the it's TV. All it's all about the money, John. I, I know it's all about the media, but it doesn't make it any more palatable. <laughs> Thoughts ahead of this game, Stu? 2-0 or 3-0. To which city? The away team. <laughs> the away team. Watch, and, out, and what, watch out for that centre-forward, though. They're not the Finnish yeah. guy. Yeah. Uh, what's he called? Picky. Pocky. 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 He's scored some goals, hasn't he, this he year? Has, I think he's yeah. lead, is he not up there leading scorer, I think? He's, yeah. Uh, he, he looks quite handy. Any other concerns with, with Norwich as, as a no, side, I apart from right. him? 3-0. No, we should. We, let's be honest. We should win the game. It's just a matter of what score. And if this right city turn up, I think it should be four-one. I'll go. <laughs> I think they'll score. It's about time. It's about time we put four or five past somebody, isn't it? We've, we've, we've got Watford coming the week after. Now, guaranteed six goals against <laughs> yes. Watford every time we play them. New yeah. manager could be a bit of a bounce with their. Sorry, not new manager. Well, Re- second, second time around. Repeat second manager. time around. On the manager. rebound manager, yes. <laughs> uh, on the revolving door manager. They're revolving <laughs> Never door manager. Never go back. Yeah. Never go back. They've done it already. Listen, it's been an absolute joy and a pleasure. Thank you very much. Pleasure. To my three guests to Stuart Brodkin, to Stato Paul Denby, and to John Stapleton. This is Nigel Rothbaum saying thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you all very soon. This is a Playback Media production. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit playbackmedia.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.